can't believe you missed out on my wonderful rendition of whores in this house. <laughs> whores in this house. <laughs> I am the house. whore in the house. We today on this podcast, we are the whores in this Especially house. Especially me though. to Media Mumbles. I'm Julia, um, your your favorite English major. And I'm Abby, and I'm a film student. I study the layer of film that forms on milk when left out for too long, and that's mm. my gig. Gross. Not the layer, <laughs> uh, not the layer that forms when you like blanch milk or whatever it is. That too. I study all forms of film. Oh yes. 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 All forms. Of <laughs> but both. only pertaining to. Uh, liquids yes liquid films very yeah. intriguing work you do yeah. so this is a podcast not in fact about the films on milk but um films pertaining to media because we look at the media that we like to like and we discuss it analyze it talk about it uh think about it ponder it gesticulate on it all those fun things um yes. this is the fifth week of our Ghibli extended month. There will be one more after this fun little guy, and then we are donezo for Ghibli for now. Wish we could just do a Miyazaki (laughs) podcast and nothing else, but alas, that is not the show we're doing here. No, and we're going to be moving on to the next chosen one which hasn't been chosen yet but you'll find out eventually it's okay you'll find out don't yes. even worry don't even worry about it don't even it's okay it's okay we're good don't even worry don't about even it, worry about it. <laughs> yeah but uh this is abby's week to pick and a little fun behind the scenes um we're not actually recording this the week that it's coming out but the day mm. after we recorded um Arietti. so yes there ha- not and not a lot has happened in our lives, so if we don't have any fun new anecdotes, it's because it is one day later. <laughs> what you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the same thing as yesterday. A five alive <laughs> with lemon juice and uh, strawberry grenadine. You found your signature drink. I also just we had a whole pitcher in the fridge, so gotcha, I was like, gotcha. this is what I'm having again. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what what you what you drinking? Water. Just a good little, good little healthy girl drinking her water. Gotta wet my whistle a little bit. So that's my favorite expression: wetting your whistle. It's very good. I think. I kind of don't. I kind of don't like that. I really I like it. I think it's I fun like and whimsical. That brings up some weird imagery in my mind. <laughs> wet your whistle. My whistle being mm. my vocal cords. Um. So I know it's been a day. Um. But it hasn't been for our lovely listeners. So can you pull anything out of the woodwork for what you have been consuming? I think last last week, maybe a bit longer ago, I watched uh, Moonrise Kingdom, oh. um, which is another Wes Anderson film. Yes. Um, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> I love good films that are also like light, mostly just because I feel like at this point in time, I cannot handle anything else. Yeah. So 
I don't know. It's it was a a fun good time, and it's another movie. Um, like what we're gonna talk about today about just two kids being kids and yeah. going on adventures. So watch it. It's good. <laughs> Uh, what are you consuming? Well, I'm also going to pull something that I watched a while ago just because um, there hasn't really been much. But I watched the movie, but I'm a cheerleader. And I really, really liked it. It was a very good mm. movie. It was, it is like the exact level of camp that I like from a movie. Like it knows it's not like anything too serious. And like the set design is like, egregiously gaudy it's like incredibly like bright colors for no good reason like the costumes are like (laughs) wild and it's about this girl whose family like figures out she's a lesbian before she does so they send her to a conversion camp um oh no and while she's there she like falls in love with this other girl who's there and it's 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 um it's a funny movie while also being like a really good commentary on how like absolutely ludicrous it is to not accept your children for being the way they are. I think it's just a really well done like commentary movie while being like fun and funny and bright and it just is able to mix the tones that it has like incredibly well. I think it's a really good movie for anyone who wants to like get into like more LGBT um kind of niche films to kind of look into because it does a very good job and i mean like they did cast a straight woman as the main lesbian character but ah boo yeah but the fact that she's straight like it's natasha leone and like no she isn't like she Mm. says she is but she's no she's not that's she is the most gay straight woman i've ever seen in my entire life so (laughs) so abby what Ghibli movie did you pick for us this week? Pan your pan your pan your fishies in the sea. I love this movie so much. Oh my gosh! It's You're like, not ready. I oh the, one of the first things that I noticed, obviously, because it's the visual of it. But like, I love love so much how it's all like the pencil crayon coloring but then like the characters like it doesn't it feels like the art style is a ghibli movie obviously but like the i don't know just like the way that the characters move and like the way that they simplify them when they like go away it's just like it's so like free and bubbly and nice and i enjoy it yes okay so um mizaki's reasons for making this movie was one i want to draw the ocean Mm -hmm. uh two kind of want to give my take on the little mermaid three I want to flex on computer animation because <laughs> he like he did almost all of like the water scenes where like the water comes to life TM. Yeah. And they completely shut down their computer animation for this movie. Like, because wow. like they kind of dabbled it in some of the others um, or just like used it for convenience sake. But he was like, no, every single thing in this is going to be hand drawn and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like. 170,000 separate images like one of the (laughs) highest uh, of all time I'm sure there's some others that are more but like it's a lot yeah it pays off he just he he brings the ocean to life he makes water like a person Mm -hmm. it's like incredible because like there's other you know underwater movies like Little Mermaid obviously um, or like Nemo and all those things they're pretty and nice but I don't know like, how do you give water a personality? 
how do you do that <laughs> hello <laughs> it's so cool <sighs> i think you're forgetting about um the hit disney movie moana but um... that's true <laughs> but that's also they don't do it as good as <laughs> and it's computer animation but whatever yeah. oh my gosh now i'm just thinking about the soundtrack for moana this is not relevant but like <laughs> moana is a good movie though I cry listening to that soundtrack every time. Same with Coco. We should talk about Pixar movies next. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone's already said everything that has to be said about Pixar movies, but, like, I just want to watch them again. Maybe I should do yeah. that. Maybe I should just do that on my own time and take a break from Criminal Minds and watch <laughs> Pixar. Okay, <laughs> so uh, this was my first time watching Ponyo. Yes! Oh. <laughs> It was very good. I enjoyed it. And now I don't have to feel bad about having Ponyo on my socks and being a fake fan <laughs> and not having seen Ponyo. Isn't it, like, so good, though? It's like... so cute. And I love um, Sasuke and I love his mom and, like, his... Sasuke! They're so cute. They're, like, so <sighs> cute! I'm like, maybe kids are good. <laughs> maybe exactly. I really like, like them. I... I do not want kids, period. This movie, I want every single child on the face <laughs> of the planet. His little rain jacket. Yeah. And the way he, like, holds his bucket. And he's, like, protecting like, it with his life. And the, oh when gosh. he's, like, coming back from having lost Ponyo, and he's eating that ice cream cone, and he's just, like, right. so sad, and he's holding it with both hands. <sighs> okay, we're he's, getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry. He's just so cute. <laughs> This movie, so Ponyo and Kiki's Delivery Service are my two, like, comfort films, TM. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just such a joy, but Ponyo is just such a treat, visually and audibly, and just every single thing about it is just a snack. Mm -hmm. Literally food, food for the soul. The oh. actual food is also delicious and I would like to eat it. It is. Oh my God. I want to eat the ramen that they have. Binging with Babish made a video on the ramen from Ponyo. We should make it sometime. I mean, it's, it's just it's got like the ham. It's just ham and a soft-boiled egg and like chives. So that's like yeah, very doable. But but Julia, yes, Ponyo loves ham. Ponyo loves Ponyo ham. loves ham. Ponyo loves ham. Ponyo loves ham. Ponyo loves Sasuke. Sasuke. What's that? What was that one mean? Ponyo loves revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In its Japan release, uh, Ponyo is called actually Ponyo Cliff by the Sea. Um, here, it's just Ponyo, TM. Um, yeah. So that's fine. But it was Miyazaki's eighth film. Like I said, 170,000 separate images. And it was uh, fourth highest grossing anime of all time. Hmm. And it's kind of like Howl and Kiki's Liver Service were kind of, but... Like, this is the most concretely, like, this is a kid's movie kind yeah. of thing. The others were, like, kind of intended to be, but it didn't really turn out that way because they were obviously, like, you know, loved by all because <laughs> yes. they're very good. But um, as they were, like, screening it to kids to, like, get some of their, like, first reactions and stuff, uh, Miyazaki was really surprised that most of the kids were way more engrossed in the film than they were excited, mm -hmm. uh, which I find interesting. They were all just, like, quiet during it and just, like, staring. Um, but I think it's probably really relatable to, like, kids because they're just so realistically children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it, but just 
every single one of their mannerisms and the way that they react to things is just so violently childlike. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's I I love so much when um like a show or a movie or something is like making a character and their sole personality is like I am this age I am baby yes. I am kid that's like I think we brought it up before but like in over the yeah. garden wall where Greg's just like I'm six <laughs> like, yep. that's his yep. whole character yep. just like wow this kid is six in fact I love him <laughs> yeah like the way. Ugh, the way, like, when uh, Ponyo first, like, enters Sosuke's house, she's, like, copying everything Sosuke does and her his mom does and just, like, running around. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It's based on a book called The Gate, mm-hmm. which is also, as any Miyazaki movie book adaptation is, extremely different, but... Yes. <laughs> um, so The Gate is uh, from the wiki. Uh, a book involving a character named Sosuke who lived at the bottom of a cliff. Uh, <laughs> this provided him more concrete ideas for characters and setting. Initially, Miyazaki solely considered the concept of a film that would depict a stormy sea with waves higher than the house on a hillside. Mm. Um, he later created the character Ponyo, a name he thought of as an onomatopoeia of what a, quote, a soft, squishy softness feels like when touched. Ponyo. <laughs> Ponyo. <laughs> it's Ponyo. It's like... I do think of that like every time like <laughs> I love I love how when he first like gets her as a goldfish he just like thinks she dies like eight times because she's just like yeah. laying on her back just <laughs> vibing but she does look very squishy 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 also just before we move on um yes. I have a question I I might have missed the answer but like why is she so much bigger than all of her sisters is it because she was exposed to the magic or whatever, or... I genuinely don't know. I don't okay. think they ever explain it. I think it's just... She's either the oldest would be the most likely explanation, or I don't know. Because her dad was like, she was exposed to the magic too soon. And I was like, Yeah, it's probably something like that. Miyazaki's sure. like, I literally do not care to explain this at all. <laughs> Fair enough, Miyazaki. I will just yeah. wonder in silence. I will ponder. All her sisters are great, though. Like, I... Oh. <laughs> I will become ocean fish. It's just every every scene where there's like a billion of them in frame is so yeah. mesmerizing because there's just all these like little gnawing faces like. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abby's heart is filled with childlike wonder. Like Kiki's delivery service got me feeling some type of way, mm-hmm. but this one is just pure wholesome yes. and nothing else so um the dub for this movie unlike some of the others is incredible mm-hmm. um it's so good the freaking actors they get for the voices in this is wild yeah like um so ponyo is dubbed by uh noah cyrus mm-hmm. wild um, Sosuke is by Frankie Jonas, the I bonus love Jonas. That so much. It's so I good. That, I watched like, an interview with the two of them. The forgotten yeah. Jonas brother and the push to the side Cyrus sister. Exactly. Come together on Ponyo. Ugh. And they do such a good job. They do a really good job. Yeah, because like I watched an interview with them and they're both like like they look like nine or something. Uh-huh. Like they're they're not like 
that young. My favorite, I think, of the voicing in the dub is uh, Fujiko by Liam Neeson, uh, Ponyo's <laughs> dad. is so good. <laughs> I just love Liam Neeson as a, like, distraught wizard. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I mean, have that's to get Ponyo back. Plays. She's tasted human blood. <laughs> <laughs> love that too how it's like she is back he's like have you tasted the blood of a human i'm like wait hold on like she has but why is that the first thing you ask her did you think she was gonna go like kill someone like what the heck yum 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 she tasted human blood i'm liam mason man flesh who plays her mom uh lisa played by tina fey mm. hello hello she's also my favorite i don't i can't I, she oh. I love her like passive aggressively um like s- light signaling her husband Morse code <laughs> she says what she says like she's bug off bug off bug off bug yeah. off <laughs> oh this movie has two extremely simp worthy women mm-hmm. like oh and the other uh extremely simp worthy woman um is the goddess of mercy ocean goddess or whatever uh called grandma mare is her mm-hmm. name um played by played by kate blanchett oh i love kate blanchett hello <laughs> i would like her to crush me but underneath her large and wonderful foot right her big hit heel her tall heels her lothlorian feet yeah. um yeah and then sosuke's sosuke's dad uh his name is like kochi is played yeah. by matt damon huh they just got a star-studded cast. Yeah, and, and then, then Betty two, White two of the seniors. Is... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Betty White. Um, I recognized her voice. Yeah, and then uh, Lily Tomlin also is one mm. of the seniors. She's the, the kind of mean one that yeah, I love. I like her. But yeah, so it's Noah Cyrus, Frankie Jonas, Liam Neeson, Tina Fey, Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon, Betty White, and Lily Tomlin. And there's more, too. I didn't write them down, but mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Yeah, Ghibli just, like, gets the biggest pulls. I feel like they just asked to be on it at this yeah. point. They're like, please let me in the new Ghibli movie. That's kind <laughs> this of is like not going to be another for another four years. Yeah, kind of like uh, Meryl Streep, who's just like, and you will let me be in Little Women. <laughs> they were like, yes, yes. Meryl. Of course, Meryl. <laughs> and they all fit so well in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not like Disney as a corporation, but I'm glad that they made this happen. <laughs> I don't like Disney as a corporation, yet every day I think about how I would like to be in Disney World. They've got me. The mouse has me by the throat. But, Abby, I want to have a wedding at Disney World. Really? It's so cute. They're so pretty. (laughs) A wedding at Disney? No, I'd like to not go on a real honeymoon because I hate traveling. Well, that's not true. I like traveling. But, like, I want to just go to Disney and Universal because I'm a government whore and i like i'm, I'm a corporate slave corporate slave slave to the mouse wage and, slave yeah and i like still want to work there in their exchange yeah. programs it's just it is really the most wonderful place on earth it's That's so how they get you. fun That's there how they get you. i don't care if they've got me <laughs> i can critique society while still participating in it and i love Mm -hmm. disney world and i love harry potter world and they make me really happy i want to go to the freaking ghibli theme park 
In Japan? Yeah, me too. Please. I still haven't. I saw a while ago that they did the, they have virtual tours mm-hmm. now, which is wild because before they didn't even let people like take pictures in there. Yeah. Ugh. It looks so good. They're also I'm opening, um, they're opening a Nintendo theme park in Japan soon. Mm. Yeah. R.I.P. to everyone who was planning to go to Japan for the 2020 Olympics. <laughs> Rip. Okay. Back on track. Let's get into the actual plot of the movie. Yes. <laughs> so the opening yes. is gorgeous. Phytoplankton. Jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> Very like, it's pretty lights. so colorful. And little his the little ocean wizard man, yeah, just dripping things into the ocean in his huge bubble with like the rainbowy. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, um, I don't like the way he moves. It makes me feel uncomfortable a little bit. The motion of his body, Fujimoto. <laughs> yeah, Fujiko. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just so sporadic. It like makes me anxious. Like the way that he's, he's just, just a funky little man. He's just like, oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please calm down, sir. You need to move in a smoother and less frightening way. I'm getting stressed out. And like, he's just an uncomfortable, distraught ocean wizard. He is, but it makes me distraught to watch him be distraught. <laughs> I love his design so much. I do. Just the I love stripy his stripy puffy suit, but and his like dark raccoon eyes. I'm like, oh, I want to be that. I would do anything. <laughs> I'm already halfway there. Yes, yeah. you just need to get a perm. I love Miyazaki and his pillowy, fluffy suits. Yes, <laughs> like the giant shoulder pads, and they just look so squishy. <laughs> like, like who wears that? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, oh, to be just a little goldfish girl and fall asleep on a jellyfish in the sunlight. <laughs> she like, looked so at peace. She uses the jelly cap as like a blanket. Yes. Ugh. And then there's the um, inevitable <laughs> shot of the grotesque pollution that's happening in the oceans kind yes. of thing. Uh, Espano tries to swim away. I read. I don't have this in my notes, but basically, someone asked him about. Um, they're like, "Oh, would you ever consider doing like a futuristic kind of movie that like critiques like pollution and talks about environmentalism and stuff?" And he was mm-hmm. like, "No, because one, then people would just be like, I've seen ten million movies just like this. Mm-hmm. That's boring, <laughs> which is fair. Um, and two, he was like." The way I do it in my movies is it's not always about the pollution. It's just like, this exists in our world, so yeah. I'm going to include it in my movies. And if that makes you want to change your outlook on the world, then good. Yeah. Also, the only oh. futuristic movie I need about pollution and garbage is Astro Boy. So there. <laughs> so I there. love that movie. Abby, we should... um. If we if we do another bonus episode, um, we should do it on like comfort movies, and we can just talk about our comfort movies. I used up two of mine. <laughs> well, think of more. I've got a lot of them. I like stories where not a lot of bad things happen. If I could, which is just, this movie? Yes, I like when not a lot of bad things happen. I think all movies should just be characters having a good time. Yeah, I would like that. Because that's the thing with this movie. There's literally a tsunami. They're 
town is underwater and it's not even like a big part of the plot and it's not even that stressful they can breathe it okay (laughs) oh to have our whole city buried underwater but like nice water i feel like it was very pleasant for them because the water was beautiful and wonderful um if that were to happen yeah like when you see all the carnage underneath it it's like gorgeous and beautiful (laughs) i know like if that were to happen to like us it'd be like the disgusting lakes would like overflow and it'd be like yeah you would not be able to see through it nasty ear infection garbage water from lake erie and lake ontario hanyo gets swept away traps in a jar sosuke finds her like takes a rock and breaks it over the jar which kind of freaked me out i was like please don't hurt her sasuke and he gets a little cut and she looks the blood and it gets all bitter and that's the inciting incident i guess yep (laughs) is ponyo tastes blood ponyo has a taste for human blood and now she cannot stop and then he like goes up and like puts her in a little bucket which i don't know why i love this bucket so much (laughs) I just think seeing this green bucket in Sosuke's, like, tiny hands, and it's, like, half the size of him, mm-hmm. is just great. <laughs> but I, it's wild to me that every time he shows the fish to, like, anyone, the only person that reacts to this fish having a human face is one of the seniors. And everyone yeah. else is like, oh, that's a goldfish. They're like, wow, she's <laughs> a pretty goldfish. And, like, that one grumpy lady is like, it's got a real face! <laughs> <laughs> like, who wouldn't... It's got a it's a fish with a human face and you're it's not even hair. like a little bit off put by that. Yeah. She has hair, homie. Like <laughs> I I love just that the senior centers and the daycare are like right next to each other. Yeah. I, I think that's really cute because uh Sosuke's mom works at the senior centers and he goes to the daycare next to it. Um so <laughs> as he starts school, um he's trying to hide Ponyo in the bushes and he has that girl who comes over and like bugs him and like what are you doing what do you have there and she's like this isn't school property I'm busy and she's like you're not busy you're five which is my favorite line ever you're not busy you're five he's such a good kid he is like he's so polite and he's always on a mission he's like no I'm busy I have a job to do he reminds me a lot of my little cousins. They're both, like, very mm. sweet and very, like, dedicated specifically to their stuffed animals and, like, yeah. protecting them and stuff like that. Like, my little cousin, Jaden, he once spent, like, an hour while he built cities out of blocks um, telling me all the names and backstories of every stuffed animal he owns. And it was oh. very cute, very good. <laughs> He explained to me, he's Top like, tier. you know, a lot of my stuffed animals are girls because I just think they're so great. And I was like, that's very good, Jaden. <laughs> it's very nice that you think girls are great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to have kids or really want them. But like, yeah. they do be kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> I love hanging out with them in very small doses. Like whenever my little cousins yeah. are here, best time of my life. Glad when they leave, though. So... Like, I'd like to get to hang out with them once in a while, but also I do not want to be responsible for them in any way, shape, or form. No, thank you. I'd like to babysit other people's who I know's kids. Like, I'd never have a babysitting job, but, like, when we get older and our friends have kids, like, I will Mm -hmm. hang out with them. That'll be fun. Yeah. This whole movie, though, just always makes me so, like, anxious for these kids. They're so small, and their shoes are so little. (laughs) 
and they're going on such a dangerous trip on this tiny boat. But, and then he, like, loses Ponyo, and he just is so upset. I know. He just lost his, like, best friend, and he does this very, like, very, like, five-year-old cry. Like, <laughs> Tina, uh, uh, Tina Fey, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa comes down and, like, has to jump in the water and, like, rescue him, and it's so... Oh, yeah, and then they cut to, um, Back to Ocean Wizard Lab. Yes. Um, Ponyo's trapped in this little bubble thing or whatever. I just love Liam Neeson's voice. Like, yeah. my elixirs. Not my elixirs. <laughs> the crabs are going towards my elixirs. Yeah, I love all his, like, bottles, though. I want yes. those. Like, the glass colorful I would like things. all of my, like, dishware to be just, like, wizard bottles and wizard yes. plates. Oh my gosh, his little watering can thing. He yeah. to talk to him. He's Full just of like salt water. <laughs> yeah, he's just watering in front of him. Excuse and... me, sir. We don't use pesticides here. Yeah, she's like on site with him. <laughs> like, don't use weed pillars on my lawn. Yeah, you can tell that she's definitely like okay. This is definitely like either a pedo or like a crackhead. I don't know which, but <laughs> he needs to not be here, and he's just very offendedly responds like i need to keep my body moist on land or i'll dry out <laughs> he's like i am an ocean wizard woman i love like the sound of the water and can it's like completely silent no noise except for his stupid ridiculous <laughs> water and can full of only the purest ocean water the purest ocean water but yeah so this is when um ponyo uh becomes all powerful because <laughs> she breaks out of her bubble with the help of her sisters or whatever um and i guess gets into his safe that doesn't close properly or whatever and just absorbs the power i love the weird sequence where she has like chicken legs or whatever mm -hmm. but then she's like standing on the brim of that wealth and like through the wiggliness of the water she like slowly kind of turns into this vague human shape yeah it's like so subtle and i i appreciate that none of the transformations that happen to her are ever like super grotesque and like weird yeah um they're just so subtle like you can barely even clock them happening mm -hmm. yes yeah. oh she's got chubby little human legs now it's so beautiful like how the yeah. house explodes with like the golden glowing fish or whatever mm -hmm. and all the tiny girls like explode into the air <laughs> you were talking about um how hand-drawn and organic this movie looks in pre-production miyazaki kind of hit this like creative block and he visited the uh, Tate Britain Art Museum, uh, where he found himself startled by an 1852 painting named Ophelia uh. and its attention to detail, and he remarked, I thought my work is shoddy compared to these artists. I was just <laughs> astonished. At this point, it became clear to me our animation style could not go on as before. And this is kind of where he like decided that he was going to go fully traditional for this movie. Uh -huh. I always find it so remarkable anytime... Miyazaki mentions like, oh yeah, I, f I felt like my art is crap because he's just like this like, animation sir? god, and you're like, sir, sir, hello, homie. Like your art is <laughs> wa like watching him in like the one documentary I saw, just like doing the um storyboards and stuff with the watercolor. I'm like mesmerized by just like how effortlessly yeah. he just creates 
the art that he does. Uh, as he was making Nausicaa, <laughs> there's this, like, in the book that was talking about some of the concept art and stuff, he includes this uh, picture of Nausicaa just kind of, like, I don't know, it's a very pretty, like, sketched in watercolor, I think. Is it the one where he's like, the Nausicaa in my head would never do this? Not that one, but similar, <laughs> yes. Um, he has a footnote beside it. Like, the only description he has of this picture is, This took a very long time to draw and had no purpose to the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh or there's, like, a bunch where he's like, I do not remember drawing this. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Or there's this one, oh, I love Nausicaa so much, it's so good. But he has this, like, extremely detailed explanation of every single part of her costume design and, like, outfit and stuff. And everything is functional and has a purpose and it has, like, this in-depth historical description or whatever. And then he has one arrow that just points to her, like, leggings or whatever. And it says, pants. Pants are pants. <laughs> They are King Speaker Truth. Yeah, he was, like, so intent on this movie to just, like, look and feel good and nice. Mm -hmm. And he ended up loving the final product so much that he actually wanted to make a sequel. Oh. Like, this is the first movie he was ever like, I want to make a sequel. Yeah. And then his producer was like, I'm sorry, but um, remember remember The Wind Rises and how you were going to do that? I feel like you should do that first, maybe. And he was like... <laughs> You're right. It's like, you keep so, me from my passion. How yeah, dare you? Like, Ponyo 2 never happened. <laughs> but I'm glad when the rises exists, at least. Yes. He's so blunt. It comes off as, like, humbleness, but it's mostly just him being straight up about his process and his work kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He was talking about kind of, like, his process and creating his the look of films and stuff and mm -hmm. he says i do all my work on storyboards so as i draw my storyboard the world gets more and more complex and as a result my north south east west sense of direction kind of shift and go off base but it seems like my staff as well as the audience don't quite realize that it is happening so don't <laughs> tell them about it <laughs> <laughs> me me writing an essay like it's just if as long as no one notices that it isn't good it is okay like i still yeah. can't oh my gosh my my final classics paper i think i like okay so i built up my reputation as a good student who is responsible and doesn't cheat and gets everything in and then uh, instead of, like, actually doing what I'm supposed to for essays, I, like, find sentences so out of context while skimming through academic articles, and I'm like, that kind of backs up my point, and then I make up some mm -hmm. BS for why it backs it up. I don't know, I yeah. got an A, so it okay. Yeah, because so many movies put in all this effort to, like, make sure that, like, the way the people are going, especially in a journey type thing, that everything is going in the right direction and things are like mapped out properly like lord of the rings um every single clip they're going from like one side of the screen to the other i believe it's left to right i think mm -hmm. yeah left to right like every single scene no matter what they're always like coming from left going to right no matter what kind of thing yeah <laughs> and miyazaki's like i kind of got turned around a couple times but no one noticed so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and i love that and he was also asked about um how did you achieve the splashing waves? <laughs> His answer is just, the secret was keeping the squiggly lines moving all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just keep the squiggly lines moving. 
Life That's motto. That's my life motto. It's my new mantra. It is wild to me. When they first wake up or whatever and the whole town is underwater, there's just prehistoric dinosaur fish or whatever yeah. in the water. Which they kind of vaguely, at one point, say, like, oh, it's because uh, since Ponyo is a human now, it ripped the balance of space and time. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the whole okay, balance of nature was off Cool, cool, something. cool. Her dad, like, Fujimoto, it's, like, my job to keep the balance of the ocean in check. Yeah. Which is, like, never really explored. I like that. It's not because he wants to be a restrictive dad or anything to Ponyo. He's just, you're going to literally ruin everything. Because you're you see, literally like, like, the catalyst of the apocalypse. Like, I can't <laughs> let you go and do this. Yeah. The moon is way too close to Earth. Yeah. It's like sucking all those ships up. <laughs> like, the carnage of this tiny child reeks. I will cause problems accidentally. <laughs> I love the bit where she, like, floats underneath all the boats and makes them work again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the payoff from her fixing the little engine in their house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw her do this earlier. They put a gun on the wall and they used the gun. Anya's mom. She is just a large woman. <laughs> My mom she's is gorgeous. big and beautiful! And beautiful. <laughs> But also scary, just like my mom. <laughs> She's the epitome of uh, all I want to do is see you turn into a giant woman. A giant, a giant woman. woman. And I love how Fujimoto is like freaking out about Ponyo and all this stuff. And she just, to calm him down, just absorbs him into her hand <laughs> to be like, shush. <laughs> it is time oh. to sleep. Hush, boy. Just a pretty large woman yes the size of a small town (laughs) (laughs) as all good women are exactly this is the one scene where they actually explain what's going on they're like oh if ponyo like keeps using her powers but like stays in the human world too long she's gonna like turn into sea foam Mm -hmm. very complicated and weird and her mom's just like yeah they just kind of have to choose that's a like a nod to the original uh little mermaid i guess like the um the brothers grim story those are all like messed up why'd you write those like that like, Ariel in the original one, she, like, gets so tired of being a human that she sews her legs back together to try and be a mermaid again, and then when that doesn't work, she kills herself by jumping off a cliff and turns into sea foam. Yeah. Like, homie, what's up with that? Yeah, I think that's what Miyazaki was kind of trying to do with the movie, because he, he said that, oh, yeah, I Little Mermaid is an inspiration for this movie, but he hadn't seen it in a really long time, and he's like, I purposely didn't watch it, so I yeah. wouldn't have, like, as many influences. There are a lot of distinct differences, at least in... Ponyo's kind of like relationship with humanity and like what her kind of I don't know curse or situation mm-hmm. type thing is like he puts a lot of effort into making sure that you realize that she wants to be a human and she like like this is a choice she is making for her but even though she does choose that like yeah I want to be a human they even say at one point I think in the very end scene her mom is like to Sosuke you're gonna have to live with the fact that sometimes Ponyo will be human and sometimes she'll be magic and she'll probably move between the two realms because that's who she is and he's like Mm -hmm. yeah that's great like she doesn't 
she doesn't like in the little mermaid have to choose like mm-hmm. i'm going to be permanently human or whatever because they're both still a part of her kind of thing yeah um but she does like lose her magic i think it's kind of implied i don't yeah. really know <laughs> they're not super clear about that they include that one scene um with the family and the baby on the little boat yeah. and she reads them and she's like tries to give them soup and this freaking soup thermos is like as big as her two arms together <laughs> and she's like tries to give it to the baby and the mom takes it and she's like no 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 for baby for baby <laughs> and he's like oh well ba- baby can't have soup but if you give it to me i can make milk for baby and she's like because <gasps> that's the thing about kids they just like kids around that age just love to show that they're good with babies yeah they're like no 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 i i i was that but like also i'm a big kid now so i can i can help mm-hmm. and then she like gives him the whole soup container like milk 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 <laughs> drink the milk <laughs> yeah and then there's the whole thing where she like takes the cold away from the baby yeah she just absorbs it into her face mm-hmm. okay queen yeah i kind of like that the um I don't know, the whole conflict with them, their journey is, we're trying to find my mom mm-hmm. because she's gone and I do need to find my mom. Mm-hmm. But the other conflict that has the fate of the world in balance, they don't really interact with a whole bunch until the very end where they're like, so do you, y- y'all like each other for real? And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. See if I'm averted. <laughs> <laughs> and the little bubble of the senior center. Mm-hmm. All the seniors are running around. Because that's the thing about Miyazaki. He's always trying to say kids are valuable and old people are both valuable parts of society. Yeah. He very much emphasizes respecting your elders and also respecting children in the same way. Yeah. I think that it is like a big thing, especially in Western society. I think a little bit less in Japan with your elders because they do respect i think the elders a little bit more but here in like north america especially it's like no one listens to kids and no one listens to elderly people like yeah. they don't look at what they have to say as important because it's either like oh you're young so you don't know anything or like oh you're crazy so you're just like you're old and senile and you can't do anything anymore. yeah don't get listened to and like old folks home when they're being straight up abused and all that. Yeah. They have it's such a lovely senior center in this movie though. It like, is. Oh, this, this looks like a genuinely pleasant place. Yeah, my mom has worked in long-term care facilities for old people and she mm-hmm. says it's like, it's very depressing. They're told when to get up and when to eat and taken places and then they're just kind of waiting around to die. This does not seem like that. It seems like a pleasant atmosphere. And a good place to be. But yeah, someone asked Miyazaki about is the importance of family basically like a big element of this? Um, And he said like, the most important thing is, I think, that even within such an environment, children grow up, they learn to love, and they enjoy living in that environment. I think what is most important is that parents and children see each other as being very valuable and very precious to each other. Hmm. And if they can get that out of this movie, that's fine. That's nice. (laughs) So he wasn't like trying to say like family is the be all end all of like the most important thing on the planet it's like you it's a, an important thing in your life and if you have it then that's great and i think you should cherish it i've been thinking a lot about like found family lately because yes. i've realized that like a lot of the media that i consume in general with i feel like a lot of people who are part of marginalized communities i guess so like i don't know like even people in our generation who feel kind of disconnected 
you kind of gravitate towards found family because it's like Mm -hmm. this realization it doesn't have to be blood family is just the people who you are enthusiastic about their life and they're enthusiastic about you and you find solace in each other yeah i love those kinds of messages about family i love found family so much and i'm very happy with my life and all of our friends and stuff because i feel like we've found people that we're going to be with the rest of our lives you know yeah you can't get rid of me no i'm still here you will you never can't get, get rid, rid of, of me, me bitch. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like the people in your life who, you know, the corny, like, through thick and thin kind of thing. Like, even when things aren't, like, you know, the most wonderful, like, bubbly, constant social interactions kind of thing, yeah. you're still, like, there. Like, you don't just fizzle out just because things aren't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, um... Uh, slept over at my house while I was having like panic attacks about carbon monoxide poisoning. That so was fun. it was fun. <laughs> oh, to be me in grade five again. Just kidding and never want to be that again. Wow, I was so anxious. And I was the most annoying person on the face of the planet. We both So were. we both it's grow. Okay. <laughs> we have grown as people. We no longer Now I'm like... probably only like the fifth most annoying person on the planet, would be my guess. I am I think one of the most annoying people. But in an endearing way, you know? Yes. Like, I'm annoying, but, like, it's okay, though. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's they. But, like, I've got other good qualities, maybe, so, like, you can deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. Ponyo interrupted, oh, which episodes of Criminal Minds? They were, like, grody ones. I think the one I watched before was uh, season 8, episode 21, Nanny Dearest. And it was this guy, and he was kidnapping nannies and babies um, on the anniversary of the day that his sister died because his nanny um, left her alone in the bathtub and she drowned. So he was torturing the nannies and taking care of the kids and stuff. So Ponya was a bit of a palate cleanser, you might say. Yes, but then I went right back into Criminal Minds, so... Uh, it okay. Drowning and coming up for one gulp of air, and you get a little taste of a strawberry, and then you go back under. <laughs> yes. They were like, here is a nice uh, Gatorade to get your electrolytes back up, and um, something for your blood sugar. Go back down into the water, please. And I was like, thank you. Wow, I <laughs> now perish. This. It's like that that meme of the hand that comes out of the water and, and it just like high fives it. it. <laughs> the sad That's thing fun, is, yeah. the sad thing is, I do it to myself. But like, yeah. I'm having a very good time while watching it. You know, you may be um, spiraling, but it's like a fun kind of spiral. It's like a fun, sexy spiral. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fun little slide that I'm going down. You know, yeah, just like a little water slide. Just like a little water slide, and Ponyo was just a little. I went through a little tunnel, and Ponyo was in there, and I was like, oh, fun, the tunnel. And and the like I, slide. I also like ham. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 you just you go through a. <laughs> water slide and you go through a tunnel and you just hear Ponyo loves ham and then you go back out and then it's like last time on Criminal Minds <laughs> like one of those experience rides at Disney mm-hmm. I love that Griffin's thing like oh it's a beautiful ride and all the Winnie the Pooh characters are and then you go into Tigger's Abyss <laughs> <sighs> 
also like bounce bounce um, motherfuckers <laughs> i'm like i was texting eden i'm like i am embarrassed how excited i am that in the season i'm on there's an episode where reed gets shot in the neck and almost dies <sighs> like right in the neck yeah, it just misses his carotid artery. Also, recently found out <laughs> that every episode that something bad happens to Reed, Matthew Gray Goobler directs it because he wants to. And also, um, I was like really depressed that they killed off Maeve because she was like a super good girlfriend for him. And it was like really nice. And he was finally happy. And I was like, why would the writers do that? And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, Matthew did that. He said he would only do the romance plot line if it ended in tragedy. <laughs> what i'm like how much do you hate your own character who hurt this man i don't know everyone's like is this how he's just dealing with like his own self-worth or something like why is he doing these things (laughs) matthew gray kubler read too many hurt comfort fanfics yeah like what the heck (laughs) he was like this is it (laughs) he's like i know what the people want (laughs) oh my god (sighs) also i just like always in the back of my mind, I'm like, him and Taylor Swift dated, huh? Did they? Yeah. The song oh Wildest gosh. Dreams is about him. Really? Yeah. I don't know what to do with this, with this information. He's so tall and sexy as hell. He's so bad and he does it so well. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> huh. His hands hmm. are in my hair. His clothes are in my room. <laughs> I would like to change the subject (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) that's all i have i have one other quote i just thought it was kind of cute and funny he's asked like do you think hand-drawn animation will always exist like are you always gonna do hand animation from now on uh and miyazaki says there are so many ships in the animation sea that are computer driven that I think we can have at least one that's just a log raft that we can row by hand. Aww. <laughs> like, can I just have this one thing, please? <laughs> please Says Miyazaki. Let me keep just this. Let me have this one thing for myself. I'm, well, I'm, anyways, I'm having a time. <laughs> Abby's gonna have to. She's gonna go to sleep thinking about Ponyo and finally be at peace, perhaps. I'm gonna go make that ramen Ooh, right now. Yummy. Um. Well, thank you for joining us for another Mumble Hour. Um, we hope you enjoyed us just kind of rambling about Ponyo. Wasn't yeah, a ton of structure. Yeah, there was no structure to this episode at it, all. It okay. It okay. It was an enjoyable and fun yeah. time. Because this movie doesn't have any, like, moral quandaries yeah. or anything. It's just like, hey, kids are cool, and family's kind of important, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pollution bad. This movie and Arietti are both just kind of like a good time, generally. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed your time with us today. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Mumble Podcast. Um, sorry that uh for the the Mononoke. Yeah, Mononoke when I did forget to tweet about it. Um I was very yeah, I'm still gonna put up that day. poster because I think it's cool yes. and good. I'm yes, gonna yes, do yes, that. yes, yes, yes. Um 
As always, links to everything will be in the description. If you want me to find you a link to something, I can do this for you. I am, use me, I am an encyclopedia resource of pop culture and internet things. I yeah. do nothing but find stuff, so use me to your advantage. Yeah, Julia is the best at um, going on internet to Google searching rabbit holes, most often while watching a movie with a group of people. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> um, I just like knowing things about like stuff. Like opening sequence, the IMDb is already open. <laughs> I need to know the actors and what they've been in, and I need to know fun facts about the movie, and I need to know, um, like, production details and, like... And not watch the actual movie. <laughs> I am watching it. I need to have multiple things happening or I don't pay attention to either of them. Um, our theme song is In Full Color by Louis Zong. Uh, it's good. It's on the Hero album and you should listen to it and check out Louis' Bandcamp and SoundCloud and Twitter and YouTube and... Have yourself some good serotonin. Yes. I feel like he should do a concept album based on Ponyo. That would be good. That would be really good. That would be very good. I would also like to recommend my favorite Louis Zong album, or maybe it's an EP, don't know, but I just love Suburbia so much. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, yes. It's so good. Also listen to that one. Just check out Louis and everything he does. He's very good. So, I hope you had a good time listening to us ramble um, about a good movie. Um, and I hope you liked... I hope you just like listen, you know? It's just like, it's whatever. Listen to it's this when you, when you don't need to pay too much attention and you just want to hear people talking about stuff. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good vibe. Just a lot yeah. of me going... Ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip together Abby making noises like that, and I'm going to um, put them into Minecraft as the zombie noises instead of what well, the zombies Well, you're up editing this episode. No, but you do it in every episode. I could take it from That's one of the ones true. that I'm editing. <laughs> now I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, well, you can take all the times I say um or anyways and, like, make a freaking, like, song out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Whores in this house. Whores in this house. Whores in this Whores house. In this house. Whores in so this I house. hope you're. <laughs> I hope you're having a good night or day or afternoon or evening. Dusk, dawn, twilight. Just being a whore in a house. Being a whore in a house, and we can say the word whore. It's in the Bible. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> um, uh, stay safe. Stay frosty. Uh, live your dreams. If love you ham. are love ham, uh, find a fish in the ocean, and maybe it'll turn into a girl. Who knows? Uh, but but like, only, I only if you're recognize five. if it has a face though. Like if yes. it has a face, yeah, I feel like you should check your fish tanks concerned. and see if any of your fish have faces. Maybe check for let human them go. Faces. Maybe if you let that fish with a face go, the world will be normal again. Maybe you yeah. did this, or let them taste you in blood. Yes. Either or. Yes. Either or. <laughs> make a decision well we love you goodbye
I should start using a fidget spinner again. 